0: Good morning, it's Pastor Julie Lewis, and we're starting a sermon series today called I Promise, and we will be looking at the promises of God, or at least five of them anyway. Um, the first one we are going to look at is I Will Be With You, and our scripture readings come from Jeremiah 31, verse 33, and then Romans 8, 33 to 39. From Jeremiah, But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And then from Romans 8, Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed. All day long we are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I was reminded of this sweet little story the other day. Maybe you've heard it. A mother was concerned about her kindergarten son, Timmy, walking to school alone. He didn't want his mother to walk with him. She wanted to give him the feeling that he had some independence, but yet know that he was safe. So she had an idea of how to handle it. The mother asked a neighbor if she would please follow him to school in the morning, staying at a distance so he probably wouldn't notice her. And the neighbor said that since she was up early with her toddler anyway, it would be a good way for them to get some exercise as well. So she agreed. The next school day, the neighbor and her little girl set out following behind Timmy as he walked to school with another neighborhood girl he knew named Susie. And she did this for the whole week. As the two walked and chatted, kicking stones and twigs, Susie noticed that the same lady was following them, as she seemed to do every day, all week. Finally, she said to Timmy, Have you noticed that lady following us to school all week? Do you know her? Timmy nonchalantly replied, Yeah, I know who she is. The little girl said, well, who is she? That's just Shirley Goodnest and her daughter Marcy. Shirley Goodnest? Who is she and why is she following us? Well, Timmy explained, Every night my mom makes me say the 23rd Psalm with my prayers because she worries about me so much. And in the psalm it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So I guess I'll just have to get used to it. Mothers can worry a lot, right? It relieves our anxieties for our children when we know they're in the watchful eye of someone we trust when they're out of our sight. We don't want them to be alone, unprotected, because we know that in this world, bad things can and do happen. We want them to be safe and knowing they are not alone is comforting both to us and to them. But what about us? I don't know about you, but sometimes I not only want, but need to be alone. I can't function when I'm constantly surrounded by people. I love people, don't get me wrong, but at some point, I need my space. I think I'd go crazy if Shirley Goodnest and Marcy were always following me around. But then again, there are times when I can feel incredibly lonely, even in a room full of encouraging, lovely people. Have you ever been like that? Loneliness is the leading cause of suicide, heart disease, and other illnesses. It is the underlying cause and effect of broken relationships. And right now, especially in this pandemic season, is the root of so much unrest and anger as we seem to be separated from one another by our opinions and beliefs, our differences. We are becoming a very disconnected society, which makes this cycle of loneliness very troubling. And we wonder if we can ever get back to a place where we can feel connected again, feel like there's a level of concern and care for one another that makes us a real community, that gives us a sense of belonging and purpose. So how can we do that? Get to a sense of belonging and community, of knowing we have a place among our fellow beings, a place that banishes our sense of loneliness, restores our relationships, that helps us see our true value. This series will be an attempt to answer that very question. In the Bible, God makes some sweeping, broad promises. Some are made to individuals, but most of the promises God makes are to each and every human being ever born, including you and me. And these promises are key to understanding who we are and our place in the universe. They are instrumental in helping us navigate this crazy life with all its ups and downs without losing sight of the hope we need to overcome all the challenges we face along the way. Now, the first promises we are going to look at is, in my belief, the most important one for us to understand and believe. I will be with you. Sounds pretty simple, right? No matter where you go, God will be right there. But how do we know that's true? I mean, come on. How many of us have had promises made to us before? where the ink, so to speak, wasn't even dry before that promise was broken. Have we kept all the promises we've made? I know I haven't. I divorced my husband of 17 years, and I had promised that for better or for worse, well, you know. I've signed paperwork stating that I would complete my side of the contract, yet it didn't work out that way. And even if I had good reasons for breaking those promises, they were still broken. So what's to say that God will keep them, even when God might have very valid reasons for breaking them? How can we trust what God says is true? Well, that's a good question. And to be honest, it's a tough one, one that we find really challenging to believe at times. Well, first, we have to start At the beginning, the whole issue of believing in God. You won't believe God is with you or any of those promises if you don't believe there is one. After all, those who don't believe say, we've made God up so we can cope with life. So the first step in believing the promises of God is taking that leap of faith, which by definition, faith is believing in something you can't see or get absolute proof about. Have faith and believe. That is a freedom given to each human being so that when we come to faith, it's by our choice and not by coercion. God values our right to choose for ourselves. That's why we need faith to believe. Okay, so we've made the choice to believe, to have faith, and that there is a God. The next step is to learn more about the character of this God. Who is God and what does God want from us? Well, this is where those promises and the Bible come in. The Bible is the story of God and God's relationship with us. The Bible is where we hear the promise, I will be with you. But it's also where we find the story of the fulfillment of that promise. The very first proof of the truth of this promise is that all human beings are created in the image of God. Psalm 139 shares the beauty of God's involvement in our creation. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. God was with us before we were born. And just as a good parent doesn't give birth to their child and just walks away and lets them fend for themselves, God is not only with us, but is intimately involved in our lives. You are a child of God, created in God's image, marked as belonging to God, and God will be with you always, whether you believe it or not. And God makes this promise over and over throughout the Bible. And God's actions prove that he means what he says he promises those who are given difficult things to do like abraham who was asked to go to a new country without knowing why and start a new life like moses who has to lead people he didn't trust that didn't trust him out of slavery into the wilderness on the way to a promised land he couldn't even be sure existed like joshua who had many battles to fight facing powerful enemies and like the prophets who had to speak truth to power that could cost them their lives Like kings who had to lead difficult people and do unpopular things. Over and over, God tells them, I will be with you. You can do this. And they do. But those are stories, right? What about proof in the here and now? How do we know that this promise is still true today? How can we know that we are not alone and won't ever be alone? Well, I think this is the hardest to believe because the truth is we do want proof. We face huge challenges and suffer incredible loss, loss of those we love, loss of our health, loss of financial stability, loss of relationships. We see the earth coming apart at the seams, the instability and the violence all around us, and we wonder, where are you, God? Many times, we want God to fix it, to reveal himself as the loving God he claims to be, since we don't see any of that getting better. We don't believe that God is truly with us when things are bad. And we can just stop believing that God cares or that there is a God at all. What about you? Is that where you are right now? I'm sure you're not alone. And I mean that in two ways. You're not alone in believing that, but also you're truly not alone, that God is with you even when it may seem to all the world and in your heart that it's not true. I can't prove it, but I know it's true. God is with you. So let's look at the evidence to help each of us see that truth when we need the assurance of God's presence as we face all this life throws at us. Well, first, we see the proof that God is with us in creation. Look around. The beauty of nature, the way this world was put together, lets us know that God cares for us. The world around us reveals his presence in each flower, each wave that hits the sand, and even as we breathe, the air created to give us life on this beautiful world that was created to be our home. But it doesn't end there. We were created with the image of God, and scripture tells us that God is love, that we were created by love, in love, and for love. See, we see God god's very presence as we are loved by others and as we love others our very capacity to love is direct proof of god's existence god's image within us inside each one of us is a yearning to do good this desire to love through acts of kindness and service is the mark of that image living inside of us. That image is why we feel compelled to serve for the common good, like our firefighters here do today. Like those police officers patrolling our streets, like the teachers who teach our children, like the volunteers who serve food and provide shelter for those in need. When we love others, we are revealing God's presence in the world. And we often say that the church is the hands and the feet of God, the presence of God in the world. And that is the deepest revelation of this truth, that God is with us. God is with those who serve and love. And we reveal God when we serve and when we do loving things. Yet, I must admit that there have been times when I've felt very alone even with my faith in God and my belief that God is always with me. So how do I know for sure when it seems that God has abandoned me to my circumstances, that God will truly never leave me? Well, that's what the cross is all about. That's how we know without a doubt that God is always with us and will never leave us. He came and took everything that is wrong in the world, past, present, and future, and carried it to the cross with him. This single act of love, God coming to earth, living our lives and walking to the cross to die a horrible death for us, shows me that God's love for me knows no bounds. And if he did all that for me, he will never leave me. This act of love, was planned from the beginning. Just as God knew us before we were born, God knew that sin would turn the beautiful world he created into a mess, and we would not be able to turn around by ourselves. Jesus was the plan to fix it, to give us a way out, to help us overcome all the trouble this world would give us, and not only that, this act of love would help us find joy Find hope and peace even in the darkest days of our lives. Psalm 23 says this so beautifully, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God walks with us through our suffering and he understands our pain because he has already suffered and suffers with us still. Then he rose from the dead to show us that even death can't have the last word in our lives. But God's promise did not stop there. Once the human Jesus left us, he gave us his spirit, his presence to be with us and in us forever. This spirit lives within us. It's what we celebrate at our baptism. The gift of that spirit that will be with us no matter what. The fulfillment of the promise that God will always be with us. Nothing can take that away from us. As we baptize little Warwick here this morning, we know with certainty that no one or nothing can take that spirit away from him either. Our passage from Romans makes it clear that nothing, not trials and challenges, not feelings of loneliness or isolation, not financial ruin, not bad choices, not the bullies of the world, not global warming, not wars and collapsing governments, not the hatred of small-minded people, not the abandonment and rejection of others, not any broken relationship or anything else, not even death, can separate us. From the love of God we have in Christ. Nothing. We are never alone. So when the world feels small, or when we feel like no one cares, when we feel abandoned and alone, we can look at the cross. And see that those are just lies the world tries to tell us. God says, I will be with you. But he doesn't just say it. He proves it through his love and through the cross. He shows up at just the right time and gives us that word of encouragement, that act of kindness and love that reaches out to us. And we just know. Then look into your heart and know that this god lives within you love is the key the proof when we love we reveal god to the world love mends broken relationships gives our purpose gives us our purpose and makes us a community remember that no matter what god is watching over you you are not alone and as timmy said Surely, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. So you better get used to it. Amen.